0: Buenas tardes. Buenas noches. Buenos días. Buenas tardes. Buenas noches. Buenos días. Buenas tardes. Buenas noches. Buenos días. Buenas noches. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in this beautiful Monday morning. It is December 12th, 1122, where I am, and I hope that this podcast episode finds you doing well. Okay, I really do. Now, let me tell you guys something that crazy that happened to me on Saturday. Um, I was going to record it on Saturday, but then I was like, no, because my anxiety was high. I was just like, what the fudge? Um, just a heads up, though, you guys, before I start, actually, if you hear the TV in the background, my bad. But my little one has to have something to do so she won't bother me while I am trying to do this. So I apologize if y'all do hear the TV in the background. If y'all don't, then cool beans, even better. Um, but hi, I'm a life coach for parents, and my name is Lynette, and I'm also the creator of Parenting with Mental Illness as well. Um, just in case if you don't know who I am, and this could be your first time stopping in and listening to an episode or watching the video from my podcast, I give my trials and tribulations of what I deal with with mental illness while raising two high functioning autistic children that have mental illness and an atypical preschooler. So usually I come on here and I just talk about whatever, whenever, and however. Because um, again, it is my platform so I can discuss whatever I would like to discuss. But normally it's about like parenting or like asking y'all how y'all showing up and how y'all doing and things like that. But um, I do do like some catch up Every, you know, once in a while here or there. I try to give parenting tips as best as I can. Um And basically seeing how you show up on a regular basis. But what's good? What's popping? What's going on? Before I even start my story, what is up with you today? What has been going good for you in the last seven days? Let's focus on all the positivity and let go of that negativity so that you can be a positive, productive member of society, okay? All right. Now, what has gone well for me in the last seven days? Let's see. stop still have a roof over our heads, and that's a big deal because we live in an extended stay. And paying the bill sometimes isn't an easy task, but we still have a roof over our heads. We're healthy. Um What else? It's freezing down here, so... this has been crazy but um i really can't think of something right now this is why i like doing this because we're so busy focusing on a negative like the story i'm about to tell you guys is actually a negative story um so let's focus on something good let's see Hmm. oh that was not good oh man Well, the good thing is I got complimented by another cousin of mine who actually does watch my videos. Hey, Taya. Hi, sweetheart. And again, my prayers are for you and the fam, and my condolences to you guys, just in case if you are watching. Um, My prayers are definitely with you guys. I know this isn't an easy task. I know it wasn't a loss that you expected to have, Um, but it should give you solace that at least it wasn't her sleep, so there was no pain, you know, which is a good thing. Um if only the rest of us could be so lucky. But I do pray that everything goes well and don't forget if you ever need to talk, I'm here girl, I got you. You know what I'm saying? I can walk you through the grievance. I definitely got you. But um back to my story. So Saturday, um we were like, you know, chilling, cooking some chicken nuggets in the toaster oven. And all of a sudden, the fire alarm goes off. And I'm thinking, man, what is burning in the toaster oven that's got the fire alarm off in the room? I'm like, Viva, what is up with the toaster oven? She's like, there's nothing there. And I'm like, well, then start, you know, fanning the fire alarm so it can stop going off. And then um, she's fanning the fire alarm. But then my son, Booger, goes, Mommy, I think it's coming from over there. So there was there's another fire alarm behind the TV. And I was like, wait, open the door and check. Because, obviously, if it was the whole building fire alarm, you're going to hear it when you open the door. So, hold and behold, if I opens the door, and bam, everybody's evacuating. So, I'm sitting over here like, is today the day that I'm going to die? Because I'm on a third floor. I said, and I bet you when I go press that elevator button, that elevator does not work because of the fire alarm. So I tell my kids to get dressed, put their clothes on, you know what I'm saying, put some shoes on, put a jacket on, let's go. So we get to the elevator and press the button, and like I already knew, the elevator was not going to work. So I wheel all the way to the window, and I'm looking out, and I'm like, well, in my mind, I mean, I didn't say any of this to my kids, obviously, but in my mind, I was like, well, guess today's the day that I get to check out, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't lose because I didn't take myself out. I created this platform to hold myself accountable for my suicidalness so that I don't commit suicide or do anything crazy or stupid. I was like, but I guess today is the day that I... this it. Because the fire alarm's going off. Everybody's evacuating. Even if I try to make it down the steps, where am I going to sit? Where am I? I can't stand. I can't stand for too long and after using my legs to go down the steps, I would have to sit somewhere. And then, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, well, I guess I'll just send the kids downstairs and... I'll just stay here and it is what it is. Literally that's what I was thinking in my mind. But it was the scariest thing I'm not going to lie to you because with us not really having any family like that, you know what I'm saying, we're really limited on the manifest like we're very limited. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying over here like what's going to happen with my kids? Who's going to take my kids? Where are my kids going to go? Like how are my kids going to do? Like what do I do now? So, I, my anxiety was so high because I was just worried about my kids and, like, what my kids' future would look like without me being there because I burned down in a building. Like, how it would traumatize them that they left me in the building to burn. Like, these are all the things that are running through my mind. Like, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? So, the... Um, a friend here, she calls me, she was like, it's not a real fire, one of the kids pulled the fire alarm, I'm like, thank God, now I can at least relax in that sense of the word, because I know I'm not about to burn down in this building, and now I know I don't have to send the kids downstairs, you know what I'm saying, have them freaking out, because they left me in here, so I gotta wait for the elevator to start working, I go downstairs, smoke a cigarette because my anxiety was so high like it was ridiculously high so I smoke a cigarette and then I go to the front desk and I'm like listen um can I get a request put in please for the first floor because if this would have been a real fire I would have already been burning with this building because the elevator obviously doesn't work when the fire alarm is going off so how else am I supposed to get to the first floor and then um it was kind of like well, yeah, the elevator doesn't work. And I'm like, but it works now. And I'm like, yeah, if I would have been burning, that was not going to help me in no shape, way or form. So now the request is put in, but I have to wait until somebody moves out from downstairs before I can, you know, relocate to another room. But it just made me so like, wow, in the drop of a hat my kids could lose everything they they love everything they know their security everything and that's why as a parent whenever I move I'm always trying to move for them you know and I'm thinking about their future like and what's going to happen with them and who's going to be there for them because a lot of parents don't think about that like put it like this When people pick godparents, it'd be like, Oh, you my broski! Oh, you my boo! Oh, yeah! You gonna be my kid's godparent! But, is that person gonna step up when you're not around? Is that person gonna step up and take that responsibility over those children when you're not, you know what I'm saying, when you're no longer around? Are they really going to look out for your child? Like, these are the questions that we need to ask as parents. Like, who is going to have our children. And I am I created a will on my computer. I still haven't taken it to an attorney because I haven't had a chance to. Um, but we don't leave wills either. And that's why when things happen, kids get left in the system. Like, I don't want my kids to end up in nobody foster care. I don't want my kids to end up with the wrong people either. I want to make sure my kids are going to be well taken care of when I'm not around exactly how I busted my behind to take care of them while I was around. Um, it just makes you think, like... Life could just change in the drop of a hat in one second and you have no control over it. Now, you would probably say, Lynette, you know you're a parent. Like, when you're suicidal, why aren't you thinking about these things? Bro, let me tell y'all something. When I'm suicidal, when my tendencies are really bad and my desire... and..." to like just end it is horrible for some reason my mind justifies it as my kids are better off without me because I'm a burden to them me being in a wheelchair and needing more help it's a burden to them like I don't look at it as well I'm leaving my kids to the wolves or to the system or I'm not caring about what happens to them. I don't look at it like that. I literally look at it like they're better off without me. I'm bringing them down. I'm stopping them from having a bright future. Like, you know, things like that. And that's what makes the suicidal tendencies even stronger. I don't know why my screen is doing this line thing and it's annoying the daylight out of me. Like, it really is. I don't know what's up with this camera. I need a a better laptop. I need an actual laptop because this is just <sighs> so annoying. But anyways, um, it just really, like, Saturday really, it was just like, bro, my babies. My babies would have been all on their own, like, stressed out, like, worried, crying, traumatized, frustrated. And I get it, they're 20, 13, and 4, but with their disabilities, that's what makes me wary the most. Like, you know what I'm saying? Especially with the autism piece. And since they have mental illness as well, it does, you know, affect every other aspect of their thinking, but it was scary. It was very scary, because it was like a wake-up call. It was like a wake-up call. It was really like, yo, at any time, you can be caught in a situation like this, and then what? What are you going to do? What's going to happen? Like, nothing that you've been trying to plan out is going to work out because this wasn't part of the plan. This wasn't something you prepared for. This wasn't something that you were ready for. And then it was like, are you ready to die right now? Like, no. Don't. I have a lot more to give to this world, and I have a lot more people I need to help and I need to touch, and I can't do that if I'm six feet under. I can't. I can't motivate y'all if I'm not here. So it was scary. My poor son almost broke down crying. He felt like he was scared. He was really scared. And I felt bad because there would have been nothing I would have been able to do. Like, if the situation was a genuine situation, there would have been nothing I would have been able to do. But pray for my kids and pray that everything was okay for them and pray that burning wasn't going to hurt. Like, I can't even joke about it because it's serious to me. It's it's another reminder of my limitations. And it's not like I don't have plenty of reminders on a daily basis. I didn't need an extra one to remind me of my limitations. But it was crazy. And then Sunday, we got to take some family pictures. Um... I was blessed with a fellow coach who um, asked his daughter, who's a photographer, if she didn't mind editing some pictures for me so I can put them up on my website of my family. Um, And I am not used to people wanting to do things for me, um, especially being free when I don't have to pay. I am not accustomed to that in no shape, way, or form. Um, I'm used to always having to bust my ass to figure out how I'm going to get things done. But when they offered, like, I almost cried because I don't really have pictures. We don't have pictures of us like that. Like, you know, when I can catch it or however I can do it, I do it. But we really don't have pictures of us together like that. So I was like, you know what? Okay. So Sunday we got up, finished the baby's hair. Um, they've all finished it. Put makeup on, got dressed up, and went outside. And we took our family portraits. And now I'm just waiting for them to come back to me because I did send them off and see how they look. And then hopefully they'll be awesome enough to put them on my website so I can replace them with the other one that I just took on my birthday because we're on the bed when I took that one. So, um, I was trying to get a little more professional pictures. Um, the pictures did come out nice, though. Um, the ones that we took for us, so now we have actual pictures at least because we're really limited on the ones that we have together. It's either, it's always like me and two kids or me and one kid, you know what I'm saying? But somebody's always missing in the picture. We're not all complete. And then being in a wheelchair is a little bit harder. But thank God I bought that little tripod, and I was able to take the pictures that way. Um, so I'm kind of psyched up and I can't wait until I get them back because I want to see how they look with, you know, taking away the background. I would have been nice to take some pictures by some trees, though. I think that would have been awesome, but I can't get the wheelchair up on the curb where the trees are, so I couldn't do that. Um I mean, maybe I could have stood up for a few minutes to take the pictures, but... I don't feel like they would have been genuine pictures if I would have stood up because I'm always in my wheelchair since I can't stand up for long. So it wouldn't have been representing me and how I am on a basis, on a daily basis. But I'm excited about that because whenever I get to have memories with my babies, it just makes it all worth it. We had a crazy day Saturday and then we had a, you know, good one yesterday with taking these pictures and stuff. And it was nice. There was no fighting yesterday. There was a little misunderstanding earlier during the day day between my two kids. And then I had to deal with that. And I had to de-escalate from that situation. But outside of that, you know, it was good. Like, I've mentioned before, and if you're a first-timer, I'm sorry. You're not going to know. But having two high-functioning autistic children that have mental illness, they clash a lot. And they bump heads a lot. And then because of the trauma that my mother has caused, there was in the bathroom, because of the trauma that my mother has caused all of us, um, my oldest, which is my daughter, has a harder time letting go of a lot of that trauma and coming to terms with it so that we can move forward in a positive, productive way and let go of all the negativity that's attached to it my son, yes, yeah, my son has a tendency of, um, liking the negative, I guess you could say, not liking, but, like, looking for it, like, expecting it, um, he'll be the one to Google, you know, what's the worst things that can happen, or, you know, just always looking for the horror and something, and I'm always telling them, like, listen, we're in this situation that we are in. We need to let go of all negativity. We need to move forward in a positive way. The law of attraction, what you put out in the universe is what you're going to get in return. So let's start throwing positivity into the universe so that we can start receiving positivity in return. <clears throat> but they tend to clash because my daughter, we like, she reminds me too much of the woman, which is my mother. Um, that's what she calls her, the woman. Um, and then that just makes it hard for her to then deal back with him because it brings PTSD and everything else. And sometimes what should be like a five minute argument, I guess you could say, turns into like an all day me trying to deescalate her and walk her off the ledge and take her out to dark spot dark place and things like that. Um it's it's a struggle and then I was talking to the girl that lives here who's my friend and I was trying to vent to her and she was trying to you know like give her input but at the end I had to be like listen you're raising two regular kids unless you're raising two autistic children like i am i'm sorry but what you like the input holds no weight on me like if you're raising two autistic kids oh man i'd be there with a pen and paper taking notes taking notes but what works for regular kids what works for regular people does not work for people with disabilities okay like for some reason when you have mental illness you tend to just be negative and see the world in a negative way And these are things that I'm trying to let my children, have my children let go of. I'm trying to show them, like, dude, I got my own attitude. I got my own PTSD, severe PTSD. I wake up in the middle of the night with tremors. Like, I got my own severe PTSD. And if I'm not taking it out on you or anybody else, then you have to learn to do the same thing. Like, you are not going to be able to be positive, productive members of society if you're holding on to all this stuff. Like, and I'm trying to teach them and give them the tools and stuff like that. But I was just frustrated because, you know, ever since that car accident, when my daughter does get, you know, overwhelmed and when she shuts down or when things don't go her way, um, she loses her voice. And then that makes it hard to communicate because we don't do sign language. But now it's getting to the point where I'm seriously thinking about learning sign language so that we can at least communicate when this does happen so that she doesn't feel like I'm not trying to understand what she's trying to say. What she does now is she'll use a text-to-talk app where she'll type it in and say it out loud so that we can at least communicate. But sometimes it does get overwhelming. I mean, overwhelming, but like annoying to have to wait for her to type it all out. And then have it talk it so it can say it to me. And then sometimes the way the thing says it, I'd be like, what? And then I got to read it anyways. I mean, we find ways to work around it. But I just think it'd be a lot easier if we did learn sign language or created our own sign language. So when it does happen, um, we can still communicate. Now, the biggest problem with everything is that... No matter how much we talk to my son, you know, and no matter how much we try to express to him how certain behaviors or certain things are causing problems, um, I don't know if it's the ODD, the oppositional Defiance disorder, or if it's the autism, or if it's the mental illness itself, but it's like we don't get through to him. He'll just be like, sorry, okay, and then it makes you feel bad because... The way he says the sorry is like he's genuinely broken hearted. And then you feel a little bit bad. And, but then when he does the behavior again down the line, it's like, bro, we just talked about this. We broke down to you why it was a bad thing and why we shouldn't be doing it anymore. And why your sister reacts the way she reacts when you do do it and things like that. But then you're repeating the same cycle over and over again. Some things he'll correct and then other things he won't. And it's frustrating and annoying because when you already have one child that does not let go of negativity and the reminders and the triggers and things like that. And then you have another one who seems so selfish that it doesn't matter to them. It's like, how do you win? How do you win? And in my angle, all I'm trying to do is not flip, not cuss nobody out, not yell at nobody not hurt nobody's feelings because i know i got a lethal tongue so i will be trying to be as positive as and productive as i possibly can where my own mental health doesn't get triggered so that i don't leash out anything on my children that they don't deserve i mean and regardless they deserved it i'm trying not to leash it out either so i'm just trying to talk about it like communicate and discuss these things and get to the bottom of it like it's repetitive behavior so now i want to know why does it keep happening you know, if I'm constantly repeating the same thing over again, then what's up? What's going on? Where's this behavior coming from? What conditions are causing the miscommunication so that the behavior can be corrected? And it's a long, it's a long, hard work. It's It's a lot of work. It's a long task. Like, sometimes I may not get to the bottom of it because he himself doesn't understand. And that makes it even more frustrating because it's like, really, bro? really. You don't get it? So if you don't get it, then who does? Because I can't tell you. Because I'm not you. The only person that can tell me is you. But, (sighs) y'all, parenting at its finest, it can be very overwhelming. It can be very stressful. It can irritate my soul sometimes because of the things that I have to deal with. But I love my kids to death, and I wouldn't trade them for anything in the world. Like, they're a big blessing to me. They keep me going. They keep me motivated. They keep me pushing. They keep me fighting. I mean, I'm fighting hard for them, and this is why trying to find more clients is extremely important so I can get more income, so that we can save more money, so that we can get our own place and buy, you know, our transportation because we need a van, like, I'm trying to be independent and free as best as I can with the situation that we're in. But it's stressful. Like, my little one, should always tell me, Mommy, you got to find more clients. Mommy, you got to find more clients. We need more money. I know, boo-boo. What do you think I'm trying to do? I'm trying to find more clients. I'm trying to tell parents, hey, call me. Hit me up. Let's sit down. Let's do a call. Let's see how you're showing up. Let's see how I can help you. My question is, <laughs> like, the problem is they're not making the calls you know what parent wants to admit that they may need help at one point I didn't, I wouldn't admit I wouldn't have admitted that myself so I know that it's not an easy task to do but what can I say so I'm trying to find clients I'm trying to, to get on our feet all the way so that my kids can have better like we all deserve to have our own space where we're not on top of each other um with that being said uh, hold on. Yeah, with that being said, now every Thursdays, I go live on Instagram at 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I'll give some parenting tips. I'll discuss some things about, you know, like just parenting in general um, and how I show up and how you should show up and things like that. So if you want to catch that on Instagram, my handle is Parenting With Mental Illness. Also, um, if you want to catch the video for the podcast that I'm recording right now. My handle is Parenting on Mental Illness as well on YouTube, and you can catch that there. Um, what else? I still have my course on sale. I haven't taken it off of sale. What is your truth? You can catch that on my website, Coaching with Lynette H. If you do feel that I can help you, whether you're a parent or not, because I'm a life coach, does not matter. I'm a, le- I'm a health and life coach. So if you feel like you need some support, hit me up, book a call, it's free. It's a free call where we sit down, go through your problems and see if we vibe and we can work with each other or see if it is a good fit for you. It may not be a good fit for you. You may actually need therapy and not life coaching. They're not the same thing. Therapy focuses on the past, life coaching focuses on the present and the future. Um, But that's about it. And then if you guys want to catch my blog, I usually post a blog on Fridays now. It is life as a single parent mental illness. blog. I already told you on my YouTube channel. My TikTok is parenting W mental illness because that couldn't fit with So it's W mental illness in case you guys want to catch me over there. Um, on my YouTube, like I said, it's parenting a mental illness. Um, please like, comment, share, subscribe. The way that you guys can support us to help us get on our feet is by showing as much interaction with our content as you can so the algorithm can keep throwing me out there because this is not your typical content. So I don't get the algorithm in my favor like if I was doing the latest trends and things like that. So with that being said, I'm going to let y'all go. It was a pleasure. Um, definitely a pleasure I appreciate you guys listening this vlog. Yeah. Please don't forget to share. And don't forget, tomorrow isn't promised promise to anybody, so let's make yesterday yeah. jealous. Later, gators.